you are Locked On Dodgers, your daily Los Angeles Dodgers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So I say D, I say D-O, D-O-D, D-O-D-G, D-O-D-G-E-R-S, team, 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 Hello, Dodger fans. Welcome to Locked On Dodgers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, the number one local sports daily podcast network. Locked On, your team every day. This is the daily podcast covering the Los Angeles Dodgers, bringing you the smart fans' perspective on our boys in blue. I am Jeff Snyder of Baseball Essential, and for the, is this 11 days in a row? Alongside with me, no, nine days in a row, my buddy, Vince Semperio of Chavez Ravine Fiends. Hey, Vince. Jeff. How's it going? Uh, yeah, I almost went to Wednesday night's game, but ultimately didn't go. Uh, good for us, uh, although I did miss the walk-off home run. Yeah, uh, yeah. After pounding the Blue Jays sixteen to three, the Dodgers won a nail biter. They were up one nothing most of the game. Uh, Kenley Jansen blew the save in the ninth, and then Max Muncy walked it off in the tenth. Uh, so they won two to one. So they've now outscored the Blue Jays 18 to four in the series, which sounds better than winning two to one, I think. So we're going to talk about uh, Kenley and his struggles, and you know, in this particular game, what it means going forward, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, we're going to talk about Muncie. This is his fifth game in a home in a row with a home run. We'll talk about that. Talk about Will Smith and his love affair with the foul pole, and. Uh, you know, a few things like that. So before we jump into that, I want to remind you to subscribe to Locked on Dodgers in Himalaya or wherever you get your podcasts. And even if you don't use iTunes to listen to podcasts, go ahead and subscribe there, please, uh, because it helps other people find the podcast when they are searching for something like a Dodgers podcast. And, you know, we'd all like them to listen to us so they can be like you, smart and cool and handsome like you or beautiful. I know we have female listeners too, and maybe some beautiful men. I don't know. I'm rambling now. Subscribe, and when you get in your car in the morning, tell your smart device to play podcast Lost, Locked on Dodgers. That's all I'm saying, right? Yep. That's a long way to go about a short way to go about it. You yeah. It's a long yeah. way today. To make a short story long, subscribe, <laughs> and that'll be good. Yeah. So, Kenley Jansen. Uh, it was a one nothing game. Walker Bueller pitched seven innings, looked really good. Joe Kelly came in, looked good in the eighth. Uh, got two comebackers and a strikeout. Kenley struck out the first batter he faced and then uh, went to a full count on Rowdy Telez. Telez fouled off a few pitches and eventually hit. Uh, you know, Kenley threw a cutter low and in. It was supposed to be up and in. Uh, he got a little bit too low. Telez dropped the bat head on it and pulled it over the wall in right field. Uh, I think it was the 11th or 12th pitch of the at bat. Um, and to tie the game up, Kenley got out of the inning and, you know, the Dodgers eventually walked it off. But uh, it was not the first time this year we've seen Kenley give up a home run. I think it was his eighth home run he's allowed this year, which is actually still, I think he's on pace to allow fewer than he did last year. Uh, last year he gave up 13. Um, but it's, uh, you know, Kenley, you and I were texting when Kenley was coming in in the bottom of the ninth. And there's definitely not the comfort level that there has been in previous years when Kenley Jansen's coming in. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that we literally were just, were texting right before it happened. 
I uh, presented similar questions of my answer on Twitter. And yeah, I'm uh, obviously one zero leads. You're never really comfortable with anybody, but uh, you would feel more comfortable with, you know, Jansen of old. The pitch that was hit for a home run wasn't a terrible pitch, but it did miss his spot. And I'm sure that spot they put in that they were wanted to put in that spot for a reason uh, because Roddy Tellez, I'm assuming, hits low and inside pretty well, and that's what he did. Uh, Jansen was booed by a significant amount, significant enough for people to tweet about it. Uh, I, you know, we've I think we've talked about booing before, but you know, I don't, I'm not uh, surprised by it. I probably wouldn't have booed him, but I can understand the sentiment. I think the biggest thing with Jansen is just, you know, he's still figuring out how to pitch differently. We saw Kershaw took a while to adjust on how to pitch with, you know, diminished velocity and, and his stuff not quite always working. And uh, that's what Jansen's trying to work toward. He probably threw, you know, he missed his spot and probably threw one too many cutters. But, you know, that's his, that's his money pitch, and that's what he's got to do in order to, you know, get back to where he's at. And I think the biggest part for me, Dave Roberts after the game said, Kenley's still the closer. If there's a safe situation, he'll still be in there. I know that a lot of Dodger fans probably don't like that. But realistically, this team needs him to be effective in situations like that. Maybe, you know, not just safe situations, but close situations. Uh, They need him to be with Baez and and Kelly and probably Julio uh, in, in October. So, you know, with, the, with the comfort of such a big lead, they can do this. And, you know, they need him to find it. And, you know, there's no reason to take him out of the closer position right now uh, because they need him to find it if they're going to succeed in October. Yeah. And, and kind of what it boils down to for me, in October, the Dodgers are not going to let Kenley Jansen blow a bunch of games for them in October. Uh, and, you know, you might say, well, he's blown games in the past in October. But the version of Kenley Jansen that blew saves in 2017 uh, was lights out. He was one of the best closers in baseball, if not the best. And and so that's a little bit different. But now that we've seen these Kenley struggles all year, uh, you know, I I think people think Dave Roberts is blind or blindly loyal. But we've seen in the postseason, Yasmani Grandal got benched in the postseason two years in a row because he was sucking. You know, the Dodgers are not going to blindly stick with Jansen in October and have it cost them the World Series. If he's not if he's not good enough to be the closer, he's not going to be the closer. Uh, you know, Joe Kelly, Pedro Baez, the, you know, closer by committee, whatever it is, um, they're not going to just keep running Kenley out there in October. And I don't have an issue with them continuing to run him out there in August and September. Um, you know, maybe mid-September if Kenley really hasn't gotten it figured out, hasn't, uh, hasn't settled in, then maybe say, okay, let's, uh, let's make a change. You know, you don't want to make the change necessarily just in October, but we've still got at least a few weeks before they really need to seriously consider taking Kenley out of that role. Um, I've seen people say if it was anybody else, they would already be out of the role and that's true and false. Um, on this team, I mean, Kenley's been the closer for, what, eight years? Seven or eight years? And he has earned some goodwill. I know 
I, like people are angry at him and I get it, but I, I don't know. I, I've never booed anybody on the Dodgers and I never would. I don't even boo opposing players though. So I'm probably not a good litmus test there, but uh, you know, Kenley has earned the right to try to get this figured out, but they're not going to let it cost them the world series. Yeah. I mean, and that's the biggest thing. If, you know, Jansen blows three more saves, three, four, five more saves, whatever, and they don't make a change and they still go with them, then, yeah, it's an issue. But for right now, they're going to need him to pitch high leverage spots in the postseason. So just leave him where he's at. Let everyone else stay comfortable where they're at. And if it doesn't work out, then you figure it out, you know, and like I said, in September, not right now. Yeah, the Dodgers are a better team if Kenley Jansen is a good pitcher. And so the goal right now is to give him opportunities to figure out how to be a good pitcher. Those goals will change over the next month or so. But right now, that's the goal. Help Kenley, Kenley figure it out. Yep. Uh, so Kenley is, is big and strong. And you know who else is big and strong, Vince? Fo- mm. Football players. Oh. Uh, they're also dumb. Oh, man. But uh, if, you, if you're one of those people who likes football, uh, you know, I know there's a lot of you, including my co-host. Well, you should check out Locked On NFL. Uh, it's the new version of Locked On NFL. It's on fire. Last week, it was the most most listened to NFL show, or one of the most listened to NFL shows. Uh, expert analysis, former NFL scout Matt Williamson, and hosted by Brian Peacock. Locked On NFL is your daily national podcast on all things NFL, with Matt's unique take on the game. Follow Locked On NFL now on your favorite podcast provider. And with that, we will be right back. Oh, hey, Vince. So hey. it's 10.38 p.m. on a Sunday night where I am, and I really, really want some chocodiles. You know chocodiles, right? They're like Twinkies, but covered in chocolate? Yes, I've heard of them. I want some chocodiles, but I don't have any chocodiles here. What am I supposed to do? How am I supposed to live like this? Well, fortunately for you, there is something called Postmates, and Postmates is your personal food delivery, grocery delivery, whatever kind of delivery, a.k.a. chocodile delivery service all year round. No, I said chocodiles. Nobody's going to deliver me chocodiles. You really think Postmates will deliver, deliver me chocodiles? Well, anything you're craving, which is chocodiles at this moment, yeah. Postmates can deliver. They're the largest on-demand network in the U.S. and offer delivery from all restaurants, grocery stores, convenience stores, and traditional retailers. Anything you could possibly want or need, they can get it. But it's 1038 on a Sunday night. Well, the good thing about Postmates is that it's 24 hours a day, 365 days a year, and whatever you want will get there within the hour. I don't even know where the store is, though. The good part is you don't need to know where the store is, you know? You just, they'll find the store, they'll bring it to you, no more trips, you ain't got to get up, you ain't got to put clothes on, stay in your in your shorts, and, you know, let them bring it to you. Yeah, let's pretend I have shorts on. Um, <laughs> well, that all sounds really great. Now, if Postmates would just develop an app so I could do it from my phone, we'd be set. Well, once again, you are in luck. The Postmates app is available for iOS or Android for free. You can browse all the restaurants, all the businesses, all the stores that you want, and track your delivery in real time. They're going to probably charge me a ton to deliver, though, aren't they? Actually, because you listen to, or because you're part of Lockdown Dodgers, and because you listeners are... Listening to this show, Postmates is giving you guys $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days. To start those free deliveries, you just got to download the app, use code LOCKEDON, and you got 100 bucks of free delivery for a week. So anything you need, anytime you need it, even chocodiles, maybe especially chocodiles, 
Postmate it. Download Postmates and save with the code locked on. Okay, we are back, and it's time for our obscure former Dodger of the day. Uh, you know I like to do themes sometimes, and uh, today's theme, I, I thought, you know what? I wonder if there has ever been anybody named Rowdy who played for the Dodgers. Like, you know, because Rowdy Telez hit the home run. Turns out there's only other been one other Rowdy in baseball history, uh, I believe. And his name was Rowdy Elliott, and he did play his last season with the Brooklyn Dodgers, a.k.a. the Brooklyn Robins. Uh, he played 41 games, had 120 plate appearances, um, one home run. His only career home run, in fact, came with the, the Robins. Um, and he he only played five seasons in the big leagues. That one home run came off of Jesse Haynes, who uh, is in the Hall of Fame. He's a Hall of Fame pitcher. And that's who Rowdy Elliott homered off of. Uh, but Rowdy Elliott, he played that one year with the Dodgers, then he was done. Uh, he spent 29, 23 years in baseball, uh, but only five of those in the major leagues. Uh, so after 1920, when he played in with the Dodgers, he then played in the minor leagues for uh, nine-ish more years. Finished in 1929 at age 38, and uh, and then at age 43, he died in San Francisco from injuries received from a fall from an apartment house window, and according to Wikipedia, the circumstances of his death are still a mystery. Don't don't don't. But his real name was not Rowdy; it was Harold Bell Elliott. Uh, but that is our obscure former Dodger of the day. Uh, I assume you've never heard of him, right? No, but that's uh, I like the I like the way you went with it today. Yeah, uh, he was born in Kokomo, Indiana. Uh, the Beach Boys ought to sing a song about that or something. So speaking of former Dodgers catchers, as we just were, uh, there's a current Dodger catcher named Will Smith, and he uh, he likes to hit home runs, and specifically, he seems to like to hit them right near the left field foul pole. His last two home runs, uh, right? That was his last no. two, right? Not the, to the last oh, that's three. right. He hit one yesterday. That, uh, or, yeah. So, but two of his last three, I think, have hit the foul pole. Uh, his first career home run, that walk off, didn't hit the foul pole. I don't think, but it was close to it. Uh, barely hooked around the foul pole. Uh, and you know, we'll take him. That that one that he hit on Wednesday night, the expected batting average on that was 220. He hit the ball hard, 102 miles an hour, but it was 41 degree launch angle. You don't see home runs very often with that kind of launch angle and basically if you think about anywhere else on the field other than right down the line that's a a lazy fly out but he pulled it right down the line and hey that's where the fence is the shortest so uh you know boston has pesky pole so what are we going to name the left field foul pole in honor of in honor of will smith vince uh, whew. I'm sure we're gonna need a act like the actor Will Smith, some kind of pun around uh, one of his shows or movies. So a couple things I thought of the Fresh Pole. Okay. Actually, that was somebody on Twitter suggested that. Oh, I thought of the Princely Pole. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of the same uh, cadence as Pesky Pole. Somebody yeah. else recommended the Fresh Pole. Uh, I thought maybe uh, Smitty's Stick. You know, if he's going with Smitty for the yeah. for the players weekend. Uh, but you know, listeners, if you have any ideas on what we ought to name that left field foul pole, 
you know, I think we have the power to get it named. I think we'll go down in history here. We just have to come up with the right name. Yeah, maybe even a sponsorship opportunity. Yeah, it's too bad the S such a boring name. Like, other than being a famous person's name, William Smith well, is kind well, of the most boring name ever. But his middle name is Dills, so makes up for it a little bit. A little bit, yeah. Will Dills. Willie Dilly. Yeah. Um, yeah, I when we had him on our old podcast, I asked him if anybody ever called him Willie Dilly, and believe it or not, he said no. Um, so, yeah, but he, again, you know, even though he – he struck out with a chance to do something later in the game. You know, he, he still keeps putting up good at-bats. You know, I think it was the first pitch that Zach Godley threw that Smith hit his home run on. Uh, and we ought to talk about the next batter. Chris Taylor hit a triple. Did he try to stretch it into an inside-the-park home run? I thought he was going to have it. They made a really good relay. Uh, catcher probably blocked the plate more than was legal on it, but, you know, not quite enough to overturn it. Uh, long enough that it took, what, four minutes for the replay? Something ridiculous. Uh, did you think Taylor was going to have that homer? So I heard it on the radio. I didn't watch it uh. Uh, Yeah, at the time. I went back and watched it, obviously. Uh, and, yeah, I thought I thought he might get it. Uh, you know, obviously it was close. Obviously they had to go to review. Uh, the review taking so long, you know, probably meant that there was a lot of debate going on or whatever. I don't know how many guys are in New York or what the actual process is, but uh, yeah, that would have been fun though. Yeah. I was glad that evil sent him. Um, you know, it was, even though he got thrown out, might've had a chance to score if they had held him at third, there was only one out. Uh, but I was, I was glad they sent him. It was, it was exciting. And he was hustling right out of the box and, you know, he, he had an idea you know, he was hustling so he could get a double. And then when it got past him, he, he thought, ooh, inside the Parker, he's hit one before in the postseason, right? Didn't he hit one in the playoffs a couple of years ago? I feel like first uh, batter of the game, he hit an inside the park home oh, run. Oh, yeah. I can't remember which series Again. that was. The Braves? Uh, I don't know. That sounds that does sound familiar. Though. Yeah, I can't remember. But, uh, you know, he knows what it feels like, and he's got the speed, but it just didn't quite work out. Uh, but later in the game – a home run that did work out bottom of the 10th inning with one out. Uh, Max Muncy came up. Uh, it wasn't in the playoffs, but it was against the Phillies in September of 2017. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, um, but yeah. So then Max Muncy came up bottom of the 10th with one out and he got basically just a fastball right where you don't want to throw it uh, low and, you know, Low and inside, but over the plate, you know, in the strike zone, on the low inside part of the strike zone, Max Muncy doesn't miss that pitch very often. He doesn't miss good fastballs very often, and he definitely didn't miss that one. It went 434 feet, and uh, it sent everybody home, and his bat flip was, I think, the best one that Max Muncy's ever done, wasn't it? It's up there. Yeah, it's up there. I mean, there's a little bit of sentiment sentimental value with the Bumgarner one, uh, which was, I mean, more of, I guess, drops if you want to get semantics, but uh, it was pretty majestic. Yeah. And uh, like, he almost looked like, it looked like he was mad. Like, angry I thought he at popped the ball. up. After, like, how I mean, dare he, you I throw like, me that pitch? Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, it was, it, it was a beautiful home run. It was my favorite thing that I've seen in a while. And I like, I like to see walk-off home runs. Obviously, the Dodgers have a lot, a lot of walk-off magic this year, and Max Muncy 
you know, you you can't not like Max Muncy. It's impossible. That's true. I mean, there, there's I can't think of anything really that would make you not like Max Muncy. And you know, we've talked about it before, how, or at least me for sure. I, you know, just had a natural, natural things. You know, I expected some regression this year. And yeah, his OPS last year was 973. Right now it's 917. He still has time to bump that up. Uh, but I mean, he had he's on pace to hit more homers than he did last year. He's already he hit 35 and 137 games last year. He's at 33 and 122 games this year. Uh, he's probably gonna get 100 RBI for whatever that's worth. He doesn't have many, he doesn't have many doubles, but uh, he does have the power to hit it out. And he's been great at the plate on defense. We talked about it all year, but. You know, it's just always great to bring him back up. And uh, Cody Bellinger, you know, got to pick up the slack. The Dodgers had three guys with eight-game hit streaks coming into tonight. One was Max Muncy, who homered. One, the other was Will Smith, who homered. And the other was Cody Bellinger, who did hit the ball hard one time, uh, but did not homer and did not get a hit. So now the Dodgers have two guys with nine-game hit streaks. Yep. Muncy has hit a home run in five straight games, as we mentioned. Do you know what the major league record is? Eight or nine? It's eight, but done by three people that I can think of. Um, Griffey's one of them, right? Ken Griffey is, unless somebody's done it more recently than him, he, he's the most recent one I know of. Uh, Don Mattingly did it in 1987, I think. And the first one was Dale Long of the Pirates back in the, uh, I don't know, 1960-ish, 61, somewhere around there. Uh, so yeah, I think they said Muncie's five in a row ties the Dodger record. So see if he can set that Dodger record. Um, I have one last thing to talk about that has nothing to do with the Dodgers. Are you okay with that Vince? I'm uh, sure we can tie it into the Dodgers somehow. So sure. Yeah. Uh, we mentioned Will Smith. He's a catcher. You know what catchers do? They prevent wild pitches. Uh, you know, who doesn't prevent many wild pitches? The Angels catchers. Oh, they were going to go with Yasmani Grandal. No, he, he's all right. Um, actually, let's see. He's actually, all, he was good at preventing wild pitches. He just wasn't good at uh, preventing pass balls. Yeah. Yeah, the Brewers actually this year have the fourth fewest uh, wild pitches in baseball. But that's what I want to talk about. I, I happened to be watching the Angel game yesterday, just kind of twiddling my thumbs waiting for the Dodger game to start. And the Angels pitcher threw a wild pitch, and the announcer said – that's the Angels' X number of wild pitch this year. And I thought, did I hear that number correctly? So I looked it up, and I did. And it's ridiculous. So the Cincinnati Reds have the fewest wild pitches in baseball. This is all uh, through Tuesday's games. It doesn't have Wednesday stats yet. But the Reds have 29 wild pitches, uh, which is very good. The Dodgers are third fewest at 31. The Brewers at 32 right behind them. Uh, the middle two teams, 15th and 16th, are tied Royals and Padres with 45 each. So you're getting higher. The second most wild pitches in baseball is 67 by the Orioles. And the Angels, after their four wild pitches on Wednesday, the Angels have 88 wild pitches this year. 88 wild pitches in 130 games. Uh, like... I'm baffled that you can have 88 wild pitches in 130 games. That's like one wild pitch every game and a half. And I know that they have a guy playing catcher every game, 
but I'm not sure what he's doing. I, and maybe it's just the pitchers are really, really bad. I don't know. But I, I was just blown away by that, that the Angels have 21 more wild pitches than the second most in baseball. So the difference between the Angels and the Orioles is 21. Difference between the Orioles and the 15th most is 22. So, uh, yeah, kind of ridiculous and just something I heard and I thought it was interesting, so I mentioned it. Um, today's August 22nd. Uh, it's my 16th wedding anniversary, so happy anniversary to my wife, Beth. She'll never hear that because she doesn't listen to this podcast, uh, but she's sure to subscribe on her phone because that's all that matters. Uh, it's also Colin Ray's birthday. He's my favorite singer. And it's the day that the Dodgers are going to go for a sweep of the Blue Jays. And it's Kenta Maeda, right? Against some guy, Wagaspak, Wagu Spooky Pikiki, something. Uh, so, you know, that should be fun. Uh, hopefully the Dodgers can play a little bit more like game one of the series, a little bit less like game two of the series. But walk-offs are fun, so we'll uh-huh. take game two. And magic number down to 15, I believe. 15 I think, is uh, correct. Yeah, Giants lost. So. Yep. Uh, so thank you all for listening. We will be back tomorrow to discuss the, the series finale and talk a little bit about previewing the Yankees series. Please subscribe to the show on Himalaya, iTunes, wherever you get your podcasts. The best things you could do to help us grow are subscribe, tell your friends, and rate and review us in iTunes. Please follow us on, on Instagram or Twitter at LockedOnDodgers. Vince is on Twitter at Vince Semperio. I am on Twitter at Snydog. You can call and leave us a voicemail anytime you want. The number is 323-863-LOCK, L-O-C-K. We are, we are here every weekday morning. We hope you will be here with us. When you get in your car, tell your smart device to play podcast Locked on Dodgers. And remember, you don't have to agree. You just have to listen. We'll talk to you later. Have a good one. I say D-O, D-O-D-G-E-R-S. The team that's all hard. All heart and all thumbs, they're my Los Angeles, your Los Angeles, our Los Angeles. Do you think we'll really win the pennant? Bye.